I'm Nick Offenkamp, and you're listening to Gospel Stories, a podcast that shares the stories of Cities Church members and their experiences of walking with God and finding His grace in the midst of life's difficulties. Today, I get to share with you an unbelievable love story that rivals even the best rom-coms Hollywood has ever produced as I sit down with Josh and Erica Foster. Weaved all throughout the story of their relationship are remarkable evidences of God's grace and sovereign hand at work in bringing them together, and more importantly, closer to himself. They offer encouragement for those who are single and hope for those who are struggling. You're gonna laugh, you might cry, but no matter what, I'm sure you're gonna love it. So on to the show. I'd love to hear a bit about um, your guys' backgrounds, just as far as um, where you grew up, um, the exposure to to the gospel, how and kind of when you became Christians, and then how you guys met. And so, uh, however you want to <laughs> intertwine those things, you know, the, the ball's in your court to answer right. that however you'd like, but um, just get a sense of, of who Josh and who Erica are and... Um, so I'm Josh, (laughs) (laughs) just, um, let's see. I grew up, so I I was born in Miami, Florida, um, lived there for three or four years and, uh, my parents and I decided or they decided to move down to Puerto Rico. And uh, my mom's family, she's Puerto Rican. She was born in in Brooklyn, New York, but she pretty much grew up in Puerto Rico. And so almost all of her family is in in Puerto Rico. And so we went down there. um, So we were there for another few years. And then after that, uh, we decided, or they decided to go up to Connecticut. And um, my uh, grandma, my dad's side, basically she was living by herself. So I think they felt like um, partly they wanted to go there and uh, be with her. I have an uncle that lives in Connecticut too, but uh, I think my mom saw that uh, she has a lot of siblings and they all live in the same town in Puerto Rico. So she saw like they, you know, her parents had a lot of people around and it was both parents there. And uh, my grandmother, was uh, there in, by herself in Connecticut. So I think that was one of the reasons why we went, went up to Connecticut. So, How yeah. old were you about that time? Seven, I wanna okay. say. I wanna okay. say seven. Um, so so basically from seven to till I graduated high school, I lived in Connecticut. Okay. So because my parents were teachers, uh, every summer we'd go back to Puerto Rico yeah so so i was able to like retain my spanish for the most part um and uh and my cousins didn't speak english over there for like some most of them didn't speak english so i had to like communicate with them in spanish right and uh and i didn't have i was an only child so i didn't have any brothers or sisters so for me my cousins were almost like my my uh my siblings um that didn't live with me you know Mm -hmm. so so I, I definitely became really close to to my Puerto Rican side of the family because of that. Um, what were some of the other questions? Yeah, maybe uh, I'll have Erica just kind of yeah. similar sort yeah. of deal as far as just uh, like where you where you grew up. Um, so similar to Josh, um, I grew up on the East Coast and um, was 
born in California and raised in New York, um, right outside of Albany, a, a town called Schenectady. And uh, when I was 12, we moved to Orlando, and that was complete culture shock for me. Mm. Um, that's another story, but... Uh, so in a way, so, you guys are kind of like ships in the night. Like, you started in Miami <laughs> and moved yeah. up to... Went to the cold. Yeah, to the cold. Yeah. You started in New York and moved down. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just, that's just an you interesting kind of... I never even put that together. <laughs> ships in the night. I like that. Wow. Okay. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't come up night. with it, but you're, you're welcome to it, you know? <laughs> well, what's interesting is that we, we met in Connecticut, and okay. we met at church in Connecticut, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was my. Uh, oh, I don't really know where to. From so from Orlando. Yes. How did you end up in? How long were you in Orlando, and how did um, you end up in Connecticut? Well, I was in Orlando until I was eighteen. Okay. Um, my father worked for AT and T, and he um, he was going to get laid off, and so. Uh, being, you know, the breadwinner of a family of four, he um, transferred his job to um, Connecticut mm-hmm. to keep his job. And because I was 18, I um, had the opportunity to stay in in Florida. And um, I almost did. And at the last minute, I said, no, I want to go. I, I felt like the Lord was saying um, to leave. Yeah. to go where my parents were going um, because um, it, I was saved at that point and um, I really wanted to live for Jesus and um, I saw that I needed to make that decision in order to keep following him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, share a bit more than about like when and, and how Jesus saved you. Mm, um, okay, well... Well, I I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home. Mm. Um, I think my parents would say, you know, well, your mom grew up Catholic, and I grew up, you know, my father would say I grew up uh, Catholic as well. Um, and we, I would hear about prayers. You know, we'd we'd pray a little bit. Um, I'd hear about God really at yeah. the at the dinner table every once in a while. You know, we'd say my father would say a prayer, um, and it wasn't until my mom. Um, well, my mother would clean houses um, for the elderly mm-hmm. um, to to earn money, and I remember I, w- I would always tag along with her. Um, and I remember there was one woman we would always visit her home, um, Elsie. Her name was Elsie, and she had a little black cat. And so I would just play with the cat while my mom would clean the house. And uh, Elsie would um, continually ask my mom to go to church. And my mother kept putting it off and saying no. And um, eventually, my mom, and I believe my father was there too, um, she took all four kids and went to this church. And I don't really remember too much about it. Um, I remember the, 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 the outside, what the church looked like, a little bit of the inside, and just the feeling that I felt being in church was unlike anything I had ever felt. It was just this riveting um, sense that God is here, God is in this place. And um, that's really what started uh, this stirring in my 
soul, um, this hunger for God, is this curiosity. So I must have been about maybe six years old. Yeah. Um, and as I grew up, I God would use this <laughs> just a picture of the, the 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 front of the church and what it looked like, and just to remind me hmm. um, of that experience. I, I it's kind of. Um, it's hard to explain. Sure. But Is it kind of like a traditional like church building? Yeah. Like a Well, it, it was actually very gray. It, okay. I, 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 it wasn't really a traditional church building, I would okay. say. But um, for some reason, I just kept recalling that experience or yeah. that um, the feeling, the mm-hmm. sense that God, I was in God's presence. And so um, fast forward a bit, my family... Uh, decided to move to Florida because my father was dodging another layoff. And so we went to Florida and that was a, yeah, culture shock for me. Um, we grew up in a place, you know, in Schenectady in New York where uh, my friend's parents would grew up with my parents, you know, going to high school or whatever. And so it was, had a small town feel to it. Uh, and then going to a big city, I, I, I didn't realize how much I didn't know who I was. And so I, I grappled with that. I struggled with that, uh, my identity. And so I just started to do things that um, would please my peers. And um, it just led me down a really sinful path. Mm. And um, it was a really hard, hard time in my life. And uh, I'd say my middle school years, uh, middle school to high school i went from being um you know miss popularity um but then also struggling with identity issues um i'm biracial and so i didn't really feel like i fit in anywhere mm. um started to become you know, sexually active and um at 15 uh I, I i found out i was pregnant and um <laughs> I never thought that it would happen to a girl like me. And so I kind of lived my life as if I was invisible. And um, I, I remember the voices I was hearing, specifically the two male voices I was hearing with my father and the father of my child were saying, well, uh, abortion is what... Mm-hmm. Um, what what makes sense because you're you're bright and you have a future you want to go to college yeah. um, you have a future ahead of you that's what would make sense and so I really esteemed my father also I'm sure my boyfriend at the time and so um, I didn't think about it until they they that option was on the table I, I think I was so in shock that I didn't have time to think about that as an option but surely when that was put on the table I said wow that makes a lot of sense and if my father approves then sounds good to me um, yeah. so one day I was alone in my bedroom and I was um, looking through the phone book for um, you know a clinic to go to so I can have this abortion and I truly felt that the Lord was um, speaking to me into my heart saying to me um, 
you will give this child life. Hmm. I want you to give this child life. And um, that was it. That was it for me. I just closed. Um, I closed the, the phone book and that was it. I just made the decision that um, I'm not going to do this. And I believe that this is uh, what God wants. Um, so I wasn't saved at that time, at that moment. But I made the, the decision in my heart and in my mind, like, okay, I want my child to be raised a little differently than me. Not that my parents weren't um, good good parents. They were sure. they were they were good parents, but um, they weren't Christian. They didn't they didn't guide me to Christ. They didn't um, have Christian um, morals and things like that. And so um, I uh, was on the search to find God, and I didn't think that I could get to know Him outside of the church or or surrender my life to Him. I didn't even know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I have my baby. I'm 16. I have my daughter. I name her Lily, Liliana Love, because uh, her middle name is Love because um, you know I heard of this man Jesus. I know He exists, but. I don't know anything about him. In fact, I don't even know. I didn't even know the difference between Christmas and Easter. I, I didn't know. I was so embarrassed, and uh, and I couldn't. I just felt embarrassed to share that with someone that I don't even. I don't even know the meaning of those of those two holidays, and but I knew it was about Jesus, and so. Um, her middle name is is love because I knew one thing about Jesus was that he was a, a man of love, yeah. and I wanted her to grow up um, knowing who he was, un- unlike me. And so, um, Liliana Love is her name, and it wasn't until I realized um, my best friend was a Christian <laughs> that's that's what really like opened up <laughs> a whole new world um, for me. So my best friend at the time uh we did everything together we we um partied together we um were we walked to the bus stop together we were neighbors um the same apartment complex we um she planned my baby shower we we were inseparable and one day i was sitting on the couch in her living room and I overheard a conversation between her and her mom talking about church on Sunday and I just about lost it. I was I was so in shock that one that she was a Christian and two that she didn't tell me that she was a Christian. <laughs> yeah. So I said, Oh my goodness, you go to church and you're a Christian? I didn't even know this and I guess I guess I was sleeping in on Sunday mornings to not see her like going off to church. But you know, I I just I was so excited. Um, I asked her, can I go? Can I go to church with you like this Sunday? And she's like, let me just check with my mom, but I think it's okay. And I I, I don't, uh, she didn't quite understand why I was so excited. So, <laughs> it kind of like freak her out a little yeah, bit maybe. <laughs> it, it felt like this moment I've been yeah. waiting for. Yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. You yeah. know, I, when I was a child, I remember trying to memorize um, the Lord's Prayer, you know, mm-hmm. alone in my bedroom because I found a little Bible. Like, it was, I was trying to find anything, anything or anyone that could help me. And I just really, I truly, I know that that was the Holy Spirit doing yeah. something. Um, but 
uh, you know, as a child. And so now 16 years old, looking at my friend and saying, wow, okay, I have this opportunity. I'm, I want to take it. And so, um, so I asked her, can we go to church? She said, yes. I said, listen, can we go and like, can I bring the baby too? Can I bring Lily too? And she said, of course. I said, I'm going to put that car seat in the back of your car. And that's, you know, so we just made plans. It's going to happen this Sunday and I'm going to go to church and I'm really excited. And I'm looking forward to it. And honestly, that Sunday came. I don't remember anything the pastor said. I do remember it was a southern, uh, small southern Baptist church. It, just, it was a church plant that just started. And I, when he made that altar call, I was, oh, I was, it was. Uh, You're ready. I was ready. I was ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, yes, I was ready. It was, it was like a weight that was just lifted off of my shoulders. Like, I I sat in the back of the room um, weeping, just mm. aloud. And I remember the pastor saying, no one's going to know. It'll be just a quiet, you know, it'll it'll be, uh, you know, just lift your hand and, and no one will see you. And it was a small room. And so they literally just sat me in the back. And I just remember my uh, like weeping and weeping my friend jackie consoling me and saying hey it's okay like you don't have to be so loud <laughs> you, know, I, you know but and i and i remember seeing people looking back at me but i honestly did not care right. i did not care who saw me i didn't care what was going on i was giving my life to jesus and there was this weight that was that came off of me and I can't it's so hard to explain but it was it felt so right and so real and so good and uh, that was that was it um, that started my journey it kind of reminds me of the the, uh, the story in the Gospels about uh, the guys with the paralytic friend and they like need to get him in front of Jesus and so they're like even willing to you know like rip the roof off of the house that Jesus yes. is meeting in they're like, yeah. I don't care what anyone thinks like I just need to get in front of Jesus yes. yeah. and uh, so even though he didn't necessarily rip the roof off of his <laughs> I think that's, that's a beautiful uh, uh, a beautiful thing of just mm-hmm. like I, um, that uh, that like undignified undoneness mm. uh, in such a beautiful way of just that like Jesus you're, you're all I want you're mm. all I need and I don't care mm-hmm. what that might cost me socially or anything else in this moment because yeah. I'm so satisfied in mm. what it is that Jesus you're offering so, yeah 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 yeah, I love to. You know, uh, we'll pick up on, okay. on a lot of those things. Um, I love to hear um, Josh uh, uh, just how how God has has been at work. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, h- how he yeah brought you to yeah. to saving faith in in Jesus. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my parents, yeah, my parents uh, raised me to to love God. And uh, I think there came a time where I basically kind of rejected it. Not necessarily, like I still believed it, but I didn't necessarily want to be a part of it. Mm. Um, And I I would say it was probably in high school. And I think the biggest thing, like looking back now, was I didn't have a lot of like fellowship, if that makes sense. So um, 
my parents, one, I didn't have any siblings, so I didn't have anybody my age that was Christian. Didn't really know anybody my age that uh, was really like following Jesus. And so, so for me, it was, it was one of those things where it was like, I didn't see something and my parents um, were, were a good example, but uh, all my friends weren't Christian. And so I was really influenced by that. Um, on top of that, my family, uh, for the most part, my, like my cousins, who I would say were like my siblings in a sense, like they weren't like following Jesus. Um, so, so I would say that I almost, like I believed in, in God, but never, I think I, I might've like professed faith when I was like a little kid, mm-hmm. but looking back, I'm like, I don't know how much, you know, like if I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, don't, totally. you never know. That's, but uh, That's my story too. Like I, I think, you know, from seven to 11 years old, I was praying the sinner's prayer, like mm-hmm. a couple times a week, sure. just cause I wasn't sure if it worked mm-hmm. the previous time. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. And so no, nothing against people that have done it. Cause I know people have done it when they were little and they, that's when they yeah, feel oh, like they totally, were totally for me. Uh, I would say it was after high school when I like really truly surrendered my life to Christ, hmm. and it was it was it was a, through a combination of things, and it was definitely a, a process. Um, so at, at that I'm, in high school, I was definitely I was partying a lot. Um, was you know had friends and family that that dealt drugs. They they had a, they basically had a. A lifestyle is like you don't you, there's no morals like it's more like loyalty and trust but you didn't it's okay to take from somebody else in a sense you know and it's okay to um, like it's almost like the strong survive only the strong survive type of mindset and so it, it was really interesting because I believed in God and yet I I didn't live like it hmm. in fact I almost looked down on people that that uh, that had like morals in a sense it almost seemed like weak to me like really you wouldn't do that just because you would feel bad about it and it was like really interesting so it was almost like the opposite like if you like i don't know maybe somebody that doesn't believe in god but they have morals i was like the opposite like for me i didn't understand how could you so for me it was like how could you not believe in god and have morals like who are you to say it was weird like i had a very weird mindset um and i think part of it was uh the influence from my cousins okay so so like my i remember one of my cousins sat me down one day and he was like you were you were on this earth to make money like get money as much like as however way you can you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i mean he dealt drugs Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that was his mindset like you gotta you gotta just get it however you can and um and so I was definitely like influenced by by a lot of that, and it was interesting because uh, I'm also I'm Puerto Rican and, and white, so I had these two cultures um, at odds, not at odds, but for myself I thought at odds, you know. And sure. I think I had like the extreme, like very Puerto Rican and you know like kind of just suburban white, you know, kind of just clash. So like I grew up in Connecticut, um, and it's a very white town, mm-hmm. and then uh, I would go. Uh, my uh, I had one uncle on my mo- on my uh, on my mom's side. She had one sibling that lived in the states in New Jersey. So I had like you know white suburban Connecticut uh, 
mixed in with like inner city New Jersey. Okay. So it was it was like a really interesting like yeah. like I almost like even though I got an intercultural studies degree, man. Right. Like I man, I started my degree when I was growing sure. up. You know. And your summers in Puerto Rico. And my right? and then my yeah. summers in Puerto yeah. Rico. So that was yeah. another experience because oh. that was like like. Uh, in New Jersey, it was like, okay, I'm experiencing, um, you know, my Puerto Rican and Dominican side, but with the element of like inner city, you know, and then Puerto Rico is, man, that's just straight Puerto Rican side. So, mm-hmm. so it was just like almost three cultures at play in once. So I, I, I like had to learn to navigate, like, uh, I almost had to learn like contextualization and, you know, how to present myself depending on where I was and what to say. And, mm-hmm. um, and the cool thing, one of the good things was, uh, I would see, um, I would see uh, just how similar, how different people were, but also how similar they were, no matter how different they thought, you know, that they were. Um, so, so yeah, that was that was just a, a interesting part of growing up but I, yeah, I always felt like the other no matter where I was so if I was with my uh, dad's side of the family you know I could feel like oh man I'm different you know I'm Puerto Rican yeah. you know if I'm in New Jersey I felt oh, I'm still a little bit different you know if I'm in Puerto Rico I still had that feeling like I'm a little bit different yeah. so it was almost like I didn't have like a, a place like one true place to to belong to but um, I definitely gravitated more towards uh, New Jersey Puerto Rico um, that side of my family Hmm. as far as like identity and stuff um but uh anyways so for me i think one of the reasons why i kind of rebelled from god was it didn't seem like relevant to me uh and then we went to a church where it definitely it helped but they kind of had a little bit of like a prosperity theology so i kind of saw a little bit more um my like I kind of start more relationships and more people my age and that that definitely helped um but uh God used one person he used a few people in my life to definitely uh draw me to himself but there's this one guy Carlos and uh this guy was he man he was on fire for Jesus like this dude talked about the cross like he only had one message he just talked about the cross and mm-hmm. how man we're just we're saved through the cross like it's yeah. nothing we've done it's just about Jesus and so that like that's like almost like that's 95% of what he talked about <laughs> and, and in different ways and man this guy like I saw this guy like really meant it like his life was about Jesus and following Jesus like he would just go around like he would have almost like a just like he would have people over to hang out and literally he would just like start a conversation and be like dude like look at like man thank god for jesus like he gave his life for us and we would just have these like spontaneous bible studies where he would just like go to romans or galatians and and just talk about the gospel and that was like that kind of was blowing me away because he literally spoke about the gospel a few times but it like took uh and i've heard the gospel before but i think his emphasis on justification through faith um, in Jesus and just his emphasis on what Jesus has done and not what we have done for for our salvation, for our trust. Um, it just kind of like was in a different way and uh, and hearing it a, a bunch of times with him and then just seeing his life too. Like he had come from a, a pretty rough background and then just seeing the transformation. Um, and uh, so it was that, it was a combination of just super hospitable and uh, it would talk about God to anybody and just really like caring, really loving person. Um, so that kind of just 
was was like I definitely feel like God used him and uh, and just man that that message of just justification through faith like it's not about what I've done or what I haven't done but it really is about Jesus that just kind of just that wrecked my world honestly yeah and um, yeah that kind of was like uh, me starting to surrender my life to him and uh, yeah praise God yeah so you would have been what 18 so at that point I was 19 19 yeah okay Mm -hmm. and uh, okay and living in Connecticut still at that time living in Connecticut I had before then when I was 18 I moved to Puerto Rico for um, a few months okay so it was so during high school I wanted I didn't really want to go to college my goal was just to go into the military okay and um basically just a, a few different things happened. I got rejected from the military and and I was just that kind of like wrecked. So like I believe in God in this point, but it was like kind of like, it was this weird play. Like I'm not living for him, but I almost expected mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. things didn't go my way, I blamed it on him. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. Like some people, mm-hmm. like I, I believed in God's sovereignty from an early age. And so when things didn't happen my way, I knew it was God and yet I, didn't surrender it was like I blamed them I was like why are you doing this and so uh, I knew it was God uh, and there's a bunch of different things like so I moved to Puerto Rico I was going to go to school down there uh, maybe play basketball and that didn't work out and it was almost like these God kept closing doors and I kept blaming him and getting mad at him Mm. and uh, and then looking back I'm like oh my goodness like thank God he closed all these doors and I'm just really thankful and uh, now I'm like I'm happy so it was almost like I feel like my parents and God, it was like I had this similar like reaction, like uh, like an ungrateful. I was an ungrateful like kid, spoiled kid that was an only child, you know. And I was really ungrateful to my parents for everything they provided for me, all the support and love they gave me, and really just unconditional love. And um, and and it was the same thing with God, you know. And just yeah, just didn't wasn't grateful to him. Yeah. And so when things didn't go my way, I got mad at him and tried to live my own life. And so me being in Connecticut, you know, being able to be at that place and hearing the gospel, you know, from Carlos and stuff, really, I was there because God had shut a bunch of doors, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I was still there. And so now I'm like, man, God used all of that. Right. So. Well, thank God for Carlos. Mm-hmm. And thank God for this best friend of uh, of yours <laughs> yes. as well that uh, was a Christian unbeknown to you yes. and, and then ultimately uh, went to church with. Um, so how did you guys meet? I know that in God's sovereignty, like you both ended up mm-hmm. in uh, in Connecticut. Yep. It's it's a, it's an interesting story. <laughs> um, I met Erica. We met each other at a uh, like a young adults barbecue at it was like a church event um, from the church we were going to and um, she asked me I remember seeing her and and I was like oh she's you know that'd be an interesting person to to meet and talk to and um, and and then I remember she actually came up to me and asked me something about like a a missions trip so at that point um, I was it was interesting. So at that point, I was, I hadn't met Carlos yet. So, okay. but I was still, I was kind of in, but not really. Okay. You know what I mean? I believe we were both new to the church. We were both kind of new. She was there yeah. a little bit before. Had you like just moved to Connecticut then, or? Um, 
I had moved from a I, I lived in Hartford, Connecticut first. Okay. And then um, Lily and I moved, and my family as well, we moved uh, to Fairfield County, Norwalk, Connecticut. Okay. And that's where we, you know, we were on, Lily and I were, wherever we moved to, wherever we lived, we, we always attended church and we yeah. tried to find a church home. Um, so I found this church and mm-hmm. yeah, so I was, I was fairly new, maybe a couple months Mm-hmm. into the church and I think people were trying to get me plugged in and um, yeah they said hey the pastor's having a barbecue young adults thing you know this mm-hmm. new young adult service is coming up and they were trying to you know round we had a we had a big community of young adults um, mm-hmm. so quite large and um, that was that was a blessing um, but yes Josh and I met at this barbecue Lily was there with me mm-hmm. yeah she was six years old <laughs> she was six years old yeah. and uh yeah. Um, so Josh oh, man, tells I the was, story better. He tells it. No, I was, no. I was just curious. So Josh said, uh, I saw Erica and thought she would be an interesting person to get to know. <laughs> when you saw Josh, oh, did you think was, he would be an interesting uh, person oh, yeah. to get to she know? Definitely did. Well, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I guess one thing that really intrigued me about him was I did see him, I think, the previous Sunday, and he had just, I don't know, you had come back from. Uh, India or something, a mission yeah. trip there. And I had never been on a mission trip, never really heard of missions mm-hmm. before. Um, and so I was curious about this and about his experience. But um, Josh came up to me and started to sing a Spanish we, we already love ta- song. Not, that wasn't the first. We, ta- we had a little conversation before that. We had a little conversation before that. I, yes. I did, I did serenade her in Spanish. Yes. I did. Wow. I'm not um, going to lie. Josh, is, Josh uh, was... Back then, Josh was very spontaneous. He still is a little bit now, um, but he was very spontaneous. And so, um, yeah, I would. I think I approached him saying, or he approached me, mm-hmm. and and then I said, oh yeah, I remember. You know, you were standing up. You were part of that missions trip or whatever mm-hmm. to India. How did it go? And then he, I think he re- responded. And then next thing I knew. He was right there. <laughs> in in my mind, it was like separated. Yeah. It wasn't like I said something and this broke out in okay. in song. But okay. I did. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, I did definitely. I, for me, I think I was in my mind at that point. I think I was like trying to be like the life of the party. Sure. So I was like kind of like that guy. And yes. um, so it, in that for some reason in that mindset I thought it would be a good idea to sing a song to this uh, lady in Spanish you know so um, so it sounds uh, very romantic I mean I have no idea what song it was but yeah. you know like oh it was a, it was, a, it was right definitely here. a romantic it was a weird song to sing actually it was like a heartbreaking song it was like yes. come back to me and I mean good thing I sang it in Spanish or else it would, it would yes. sound crazy you know so I, I didn't know what he was say- saying because yeah. I don't speak Spanish yeah. um, she didn't know what I was saying but she felt what I was saying <laughs> by the way I was saying <laughs> singing it uh, no okay so um, not at all actually you know the girls started to crowd crowd around us and I said oh no this absolutely not and so I kind of slipped up, uh, slipped away I kind of just backed out of that situation there she enjoyed the song for avoided, at least 30 seconds and I at avoided least. him I avoided him the rest of the night but then we ended up <laughs> sitting right next to each other they i had somebody from like new york city like 
playing guitar playing guitar playing like worship songs and we had like a campfire and there he is sitting right next to me so you know we're enjoying she sat next to me i'm pretty sure she sat next to me she she couldn't she couldn't resist the songs she was just like (laughs) yeah sure um yeah (laughs) and then uh, a couple weeks had passed and i was volunteering uh for this uh, uh young adults event and i remember us being in a small room, we were praying. And then at the end, you know, small talk was happening. I said, hey, why isn't Josh here? Where's that guy, Josh, you know? Um, And someone had said, oh, he left. He moved to Puerto Rico. And I said, are you kidding me? He didn't even say he was leaving. You know, I just met him that one night and I thought he was a nice guy, a nice person. And um, so I asked, I, I asked his friend, Mm-hmm. which was our mutual friend. I said, hey, can I have his number? I just want to say hi. How's he doing? You know, it was nice to meet him. And I, <laughs> and I, um, I didn't memorable. <laughs> I didn't know where that would lead to. But basically, yeah. I got his phone number. I called him and um, and yes, he was in Puerto Rico. Yep. And, and we, we talked we talked for four hours that night on the wow. phone. Yeah. But uh, have you been thinking about Erica since that night? I, I had. Okay. I had. And uh, yeah, so all of a sudden, was, his credibility as far as that it was you that went back <laughs> to him, like, that's all gone right now. Right, I, I don't right. believe any of that anymore. Right. I didn't even have to give her my number. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I know. <laughs> uh, Anyways. It was an odd thing for me to do, too. But I You know. accidentally got my number. It's all right. We got it. It's cool. Yeah. But, um,. It, oh man, it was funny. So my friend texted me. So I thought about her, but for me, it was like I was, you know, moving. Right. So it it was like whatever. But definitely, I I was I had thought about her um, since I met her. And um, so my friend texted me saying, "Hey, remember that girl Erica? She was asking about you, and I gave her your number." So I already I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like. Okay, that's mm-hmm. in, that's interesting. And yeah. Like so, I was like definitely thinking about her, and then so she called later on, and I didn't know the number, and so I was like, oh, this must be her. And so I remember thinking, all right, like sound like you're surprised. There's, you know what I mean. Don't act like you yeah. knew. And I totally picked up and started. It was almost like I expected her to call. I was like, ah, oh, dang it. I've been expecting. You. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was like, a, hey, I was like, hello. How's it? She said, oh, it's Erica. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like I was like, I knew. It was. I was like, oh man. I'm I messed I that up. Notice. You I didn't know. good, sweet. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we man, we talked for a long time, and it, honestly, the whole conversation, I was like, oh man, she's she's the one. Mm. I was just thinking <laughs> that. Wow. And so I was, and the fact that she was calling me, I thought she was interested, and then. Um, I, I mean, it was a great conversation. We got to know each other we really well. God and yeah. And I think maybe, and- so basically at the end of the conversation, I said, I'll, Hey, I'm, I'll give you a call tomorrow. You know, I, after mm-hmm. three or four hours on the phone, I thought there'd be, there's like a mutual, I felt a mutual connection, but then she was kind of weird about it. She was like, Oh, like she, basically I could like, I could sense and hear that she was like, not cool with me calling her tomorrow. And so I was so confused. I was like, I'll text you in a few days. You know, so I went from calling you tomorrow to text you in a few days. And then she's like, okay. And so I was like, I was really confused. So looking back and talking to Erica since was basically in those conver- in that conversation, even though we connected really well, she could see that like spiritually I was very immature. Mm-hmm. And, um, and honestly, if I, looking back now, it's like I, w- I wasn't 
surrendered to Jesus at that point. Mm -hmm. So it it makes sense why probably she would be, even though we did connect, she was probably not uh, (laughs) mutually as interested in talking um, afterwards. So I I tried, so I was like, didn't, I tried not to let that discourage me. And uh, so I I would hit her up occasionally, call her, text her. She never would text me back. But, and sometimes when she did pick up the phone, she was very busy doing something and had to get off the phone quickly. Yeah, no more four hour yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. I was like, oh man, this is it. She must be busy. I, I was no, like in denial. I was no. like, no, it's, it can't be me. Well, now you can't stop me from talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making up your last Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, enough of me talking to you. So, so Puerto Rico, I was in Puerto Rico. That didn't work out. Um, and uh, but I was actually excited about going back because I was thinking, you know, okay, now maybe it's just weird because it's far. Maybe it'll actually work out between Erica and I. And um, so it didn't. It, it was still kind of like weird and awkward. When you got back, yeah. When I got yeah. back, and then uh, and then I realized um, when I got back is she was in a relationship, and I was I was heartbroken. Mm. Um, so. And uh, and this is I mean this is a random side note but I guess I I feel kind of cool in saying this but <laughs> I guess she she was going out with this like Portuguese rock star guy that was like famous yeah so at the time I was like oh that that sucks but now I'm like oh yeah cool like I took <laughs> the girl from her you know <laughs> but yeah so I was yeah anyways um so. I went back. God still had a lot to do in my heart. So when I mentioned, this is kind of random, going back to my testimony. But um, so before I met Carlos in that process, there was was a couple other people that were um, definitely instrumental in me coming to Jesus. Um, One of the guys, I think he, I, my, I like kind of surrendered my life to God. I started, but it was like a, I don't want to say it was legalistic, but I didn't have the full, like, I feel like I didn't have, like, when I heard justification by faith through Carlos, it was almost like another thing, like, it was like, whoa, like, and now I finally understand. Mm -hmm. So, because there was a point before where I kind of tried to follow Jesus, Um, but now, like, looking back at it, it was, I think, I think I, I try to go... I don't want to go to like one extreme or the other because that now looking back, it's like, okay, God did use that, but I just didn't have the full like grasp of the gospel yet. Um, but no, I definitely, I think, I think I knew about God's holiness and, and me needing to live a righteous life. And so, which is really important. Um, and so I think God did use that, but I think there was a point where I was like burnt out and then I kind of went back into, uh, like a rebellious lifestyle and, um, and then just hearing the gospel in that way and really the emphasis on justification through faith really like it made me want to live holy and so i feel like i was missing that earlier and probably more my fault than anybody else's so this was happening so this was in between while i'm meeting erica this was in between those two stages of so it wouldn't have been good that we were together anyways way back then because i was still doing a work in both of us yep yeah yep were you guys talking at all during that time so during that time um, we were like just friends. We were, yeah. So I had to We'd learn to, I had to put my pride aside and uh, I, I still liked Erica, but um, it was like, I can't 
Yeah. You know, at that point, it, it, for me, it was like, okay, she's she's with somebody, and so I'm not going to like try to yeah. blast her, that. right? Yeah. And I think church events too. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of church events. Yeah, or even um, uh, like the street team, the evangelism team. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, for the young adults team. We try to get the word out there. So we I'd take a group of young adults, and we'd go. Um, down to Stanford, which is like the next city, and um, yeah. we would just evangelize and talk, tell people about Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, invite them to church and everything. And so Josh would I'll would come, out. and or you would come sometimes, 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 and then sometimes but she would, would yeah, catch would me out. skipping out playing pool. <laughs> yes, having too many beers. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. So I can't take that guy seriously. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I specifically said no, and they actually were evangelizing in the place I was hanging out at. Yeah. And I was so, I was, I was like, oh, yes. this is embarrassing. Oh, so this you is know, they're talking to people about Jesus and I'm kind of doing my own He's thing. So pool. it was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was, which was fine. It's okay to play pool. You can play pool. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but it was just so, my heart. So at that sa- stage, it was yeah. like, I was, the I was, spirit was convicting you of was, something for sure. And, but I wasn't evangelizing you, even maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right maybe. Right. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah. But so Eric, so we ha- we were friends. We had a lot of mutual friends. Um, Erica, Aaron, uh, Erica's brother Aaron mm-hmm. um, came, graduated college, so he moved to where her and her dad were at. Yes. And uh, so he, she introduced me to him, and uh, we both l- loved basketball, like yes. sports. So we kind of had a um, a lot in common. And so th- that was another way, kind of yeah. like I got to know Erica, and she got to know me a little bit. And because um, he would come over and hang out with my brother. Yeah. So for me, it was like this weird experience because it was like, I, I liked hanging out with Aaron, but then there was this girl that I liked too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I just had a, I, I just kind of had to like, I didn't like coming over. Yes. Yeah, so this whole, yeah. yeah, yeah. This so, whole time I didn't know Josh, Josh liked me. Yeah. So. I, I didn't make it. I thought I made it clear, you know, through that's, calling her, yeah. but apparently. That's yeah. really impressive actually that, I mean. I'm, yeah. yeah. No, he he didn't. He he very much respected that I was in a relationship, yeah. and um, I don't even I don't know if any of your friends knew either. You, I didn't. Yeah, I really didn't share it with very, anybody. Very private. Yeah. Yeah. Which. And, yeah. Sorry, I was just. I mean, that really sounds like God's grace ultimately to both of you, but, mm-hmm. but to you, given I think so. uh, the worldview from your childhood of you know like the no morality just whatever yep. you can yep. take yep. steal you know it's like it was totally God's just, grace and yeah, God's yeah. yeah no for sure I didn't mean to cut you off no no sorry. that's fine yeah. um, well I think you got your life together in a sense. <laughs> God, um, uh, God grabbed me by the collar yes. and so basically through all that so there was this time uh, so I'd gone so as you heard I was on a couple mission trips yeah and um, and so I was exposed uh, to missions really enjoyed that at that point I'm not I'm kind of like back and forth like what does it mean to be a Christian you know so just very confused um, and actually there was there's this one uh, so I, at that point I was kind of partying off and on there would be seasons where I, it was really heavy there's other seasons where it was like not as bad where it was just I wouldn't go out as much um, but during the season where I was partying a lot um, I ended up uh, getting arrested. I got in a fight pretty much. And uh, I was out drinking, got in a fight. And um, I had to go to like the local police station, jail cell, and uh, um, had to wait to go to court the next morning and um, hopefully get bailed out. 
or else I'd be just stuck in, in the prison for however long. Um, but anyways, um, I remember sitting in the jail cell that, that night and, uh, I remember th- like thinking of the, the, I think at that time I'd gone on one mission trip and then just thinking about growing up and hearing stories of, of missionaries from my parents. And then even just thinking about all oh, the book of acts, like there's people, uh, the apostles went to jail for their faith. So I remember thinking like, um, at some point in my life, I thought it, it would have been really cool to be persecuted by uh, by people because of Jesus and to get thrown in jail like these these uh, people around the world or or like uh, these people in the Bible. And uh, and just I remember thinking that thought and I remember thinking like I'm I'm in jail now, finally in jail, but not because of Jesus mm-hmm. and um, because of my own selfishness and stupidity. And so I remember just I remember that was just like a little seed for like missions uh kind of just planted for missions um that night and so ended up uh getting out my best friend heard from somebody that uh i got arrested my parents were in puerto rico so i literally didn't have anybody um that would be able to get me out so he he got some money together and was able to bail me out but um yeah that was kind of just like a a a little seed uh, planted, I think for missions that I would even just think about that, like at that time and that moment. And, um, so, yeah, so that was kind of like a, a seed planted for missions. So basically there was a point in my life when I realized, so it was like around when Carlos was talking to me and stuff. And I remember thinking like, what am I going to do with my life? Like just really just unhappy, but I knew I just needed, I needed to follow Jesus. Just didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like. Um, didn't, really want to go to school like honestly i barely tried in high school like at my at that point i was like i was just trying to get in the military so it was just graduate so i wasn't even thinking about college and then when the military didn't work out um it was like i couldn't i could go to college but it was like i had to go to community college first and it's just i was not into school at that point especially for something that i just wasn't didn't even know what i would want to do so um i was looking up how to be a missionary just looked it up on kind of on google and i remember seeing about the school bethany and uh and thinking oh, th- this would be pretty cool i don't want to go to school but this is seems like a cool opportunity and um i think i was 19 at this point so maybe almost 20 but i remember uh, i told my dad about it and uh and he was really supportive he's like hey let's go out there take it like check it out like uh mm-hmm. they had like a i don't know like a campus preview event type yeah. of thing and so we did like this little road trip out there um to minnesota this is from connecticut so we did that and um when i went this, this is the first time i heard uh like gospel preaching like I, and it was kind of similar. Like, I don't even remember what he talked about. It was this dude named Waylon Clemens. And, um, and he, he preached and the sense I got was just the weightiness of what he was talking about. Like he, he, he it was just this weightiness and, um, it was almost like Piper before I heard Piper, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. anyways, it was just, I, that, that was what I got. I was like, this, this guy is just what he's saying is weighty and it's just just very like convicting like it pierced my heart but it was like a a pierced my heart not to run away but to like i want to know more like it was intriguing what he was saying and how he was saying it and so that um combined with just talking to some of the students and talking to people there it, it was like man god maybe you would have me go go to this place and um so it was it was just a uh 
interesting time. I had to uh, like go to court. I, I was on this like kind of like a probation type of thing, but it wasn't like a strict probation. Um, so uh, it was, uh, I was able to basically leave the state and go to Minnesota. It worked out. I was able to, uh, at first I didn't think the school would accept me because of kind of like my past and some of the stuff that happened. Yeah. And I was really honest with them. And I, I think at that point I was like, I'm just gonna be honest and yeah. God, it got, it God's in control no matter what. Yeah. I didn't even know what like, I never even heard of like sovereignty or, or Calvinism. I was just like knew God was in control. Yeah. So I, I just said that. And uh, yeah, he, he, I ended up getting in and going there and wow. yeah. So then when Josh, when I found out Josh was moving to Minnesota to go to college, yeah, I was um, one really excited for him. I was mm. really happy. I was glad I could start. I started to see the change in his life that he was, he was showing up at church regularly. You know, I mean, he seemed genuinely um, like interested in wanting to be there and, um, want, you know, just his love for God. I remember um, praying before one of the the one young adult events. Again, it was a group of group of us and we were praying and um, it may have been that we held hands or something. I, I'm not sure. Either way, that doesn't matter. But I remember <laughs> that he, the prayer that he, he prayed and wow, it just, um, you could tell that he was taking God seriously now, you know, he, he really surrendered his life. And so when I heard he's going, you know, he was going out to Minnesota to this um, Bible missions college, you know, I, I was so excited, but I thought for sure he's going to meet his wife out there for sure. Like at that college. And so I was, I was um, a little sad, but I saw him as my my brother in Christ, and I said I have to be, I have to be happy for him. Um, mm-hmm. But I had developed a little crush for him, and so I I I, I didn't tell anybody either. No one knew, um, but I kind of suppressed that. And then when he left, I thought, okay, well that's that's a done deal. Um, and he wouldn't be interested in me anyways because I'm a single mom. So, mm. <laughs> um, and so um, yeah, Josh came home for his his. Um, summer break we again were hanging out with the same young adults our you know, mutual friends and uh what happened we were hanging out one night i think we were yeah it was i think things just developed and yeah mm-hmm. in me so after one year going to school just i mean i was hearing things i never heard before just exposed to a lot more uh theology than i had before yes. and um and it, it was really good just really got I mean, it was, that was, I've never been discipled like that. Obviously, like, you know, in college, you're just, you're with people and had a a really awesome mentor, um, uh, that first year that, uh, that it was just, yeah, it was just a a really, just, um, I don't know, solid growing experience for me. Um, but when I came back, uh, it was interesting because, um, obviously I still, liked Erica um, but so anyways we're doing so she's doing the the street team the evangelism thing so we're talking to people and um, and, I, and I remember thinking like oh, like I was just like a different person I think she could like just sense that just how I was talking to people and stuff but um, anyways there was just one interesting thing where it kind of I think we got oh, gosh. closer a little bit <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's kind of uh, for me. I feel like that we had a little bit of a conflict, and it got us closer, though. Yeah, it was really super minor. Basically, so we grew up. I mean, we went to this church as a prosperity church. So yeah. we, you know, it's like you. God wants to bless you with at, at, like nice things, like really, really nice things. Yeah. And uh, basically, you're on the track for success. You want to become a successful person. Yeah, I think, as like too. an evidence of God's blessing. Yeah. On you. Like, if yeah. you're really in the will of God. Yep. And if you're, you're tithing, tithing material and, stuff, right. to yes, show for yeah. it. Yep. Heavy tithing messages. Yep. And so, but anyways, <laughs> I remember so we're walk, out walking in the city, downtown, we're, you know, we're with the team, but it was just like me and her kind of like in a pocket, like kind of in front of people. And I, I remember uh, we were going to Taco Bell or we were yeah. in Taco Bell. It was but like midnight. There was this like, really yep. hungry entire Yeah. Day. I think it was at the end of the night. Yep. It was at the end of the night. There's this really nice Mercedes. Like a white, like super nice, must have been like eighty to a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. And I remember Erica saying, "I like that's like either I want that. That's my dream car. Yeah, that's my dream I'm, car. God's gonna give me that car one day. Something along those lines yeah. about I want that car. And and I and you gotta you gotta understand. I'm coming a year off a missionary college where right, right. where it's like we're probably like even a little bit to the you know like extreme of like not poverty gospel but like you know what I mean you give everything to missions right. you know what I mean like right. wear old like go you better shop you in thrift stores that but, right now, you know? <laughs> so I was just straight up I just honestly I told her do you really think God wants you to have that car and, and then it shocked me it, that <laughs> And so it was. I was a little offended. Like oh, sure. I probably you, didn't say it. Right I probably now? didn't say it in the most gracious yeah. way either. Sure. But it, that just like kind of sparked a conversation, and mm. it was really it was good. Like we just I kind of was able to share more about stuff I was learning, and um, and it was just we were kind of going back and forth a little bit, and she was like really surprised about what I was saying, and mm. and and being at the, at the church too, I, and and I started to work there full time. It, it was my heart was starting to see something's missing Mm. something is missing here and i can't quite put my finger on it but um hearing you know this kind of pushback from josh i'm Mm. like what is he talking about yeah um and i just want to mention this like that god definitely used um that church oh you know what i mean yeah like looking back i'm like oh man i uh, there, you know, it's easy to kind of criticize and see all the things totally. that a church has done, kind of like strayed from the Bible or done wrong. But it's like, man, it, it, the crazy thing, God is so sovereign and so gracious and so merciful. Yeah. Like he uses even faulty churches or, or you know what I mean? Like right. just he uses imperfect people and perfect yes. churches and yes. God That's still right. Is 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 powerful? Yeah, you know, lines with crooked yeah. sticks, right? Yes. Yeah, and we still yeah. feel like we have a family, you know, in that community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, okay. So, but anyways, I think that conversation kind of like was she wasn't she wasn't like didn't completely reject what I was saying, but she was like interested. So we kind of yeah. like started talking more, and that was at the summer, and um, yeah, we I think we were kind of like it was like we're talking more, but 
uh, it was like I was interested in her. I felt like she was interested in me again, maybe, I don't know. So we were kind of hanging out more, um, not just doing like ministry stuff, but yeah. just hanging out. And uh, obviously we, it was easy because we had a lot of mutual friends. So yes. it was easy to just kind of have everybody hang out and then it's like, oh, let me talk to Erica type of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So so, so um, went off to school. Yep, you went back to school. We were talking on the phone a lot mm-hmm. and I'm single mom. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Where 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 is this, yep. where is this heading? Cause and your other relationship had ended at... It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like an off and on. It was an off and on thing. Okay. So every time we okay. broke up, it was like, okay, we're done. And then it would, it would, yeah, it was it would off and on. Yeah. Um, so then Josh came out to college and we made it official. We're now mm-hmm. dating. Say goodbye to that relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and Josh, then so that was my second year at the college. That's, that's Basically, uh, after the second year, um, you do an internship for, uh, your junior year and half of your senior year okay. in another country. And uh, I ended up, basically I, was, I found out I was going to Kenya. And so um, so in my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is so cool in a relationship, but it was really hard from Minnesota to Connecticut. And then, so I was just thinking, how is this gonna work from Africa right. to the US, you know, from Kenya to Connecticut? And so I was just, I was kind of having like cold feet and I was like, man, should I, like basically our relationship has consisted of like long distance. Like we were friends in person, but we weren't really like had a relationship in person. Yeah. Like we never officially went on a date. Yeah. We so, just wow. were so, friends yeah. and then we became a relationship, but it was still over the phone, over the phone still, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, I don't know if this is, and then plus it was hard long distance and how, what would it look like even longer distance with like time zones completely opposite so basically i broke up with her yes. um because i didn't in my mind is like and i had he to crush my heart i, I my yeah heart i broke her crushed. heart yeah. and um and uh i had a fundraise this summer so it was like one of those things was like i need to be focused on on this trip and and doing this and um it and it was like may we ha- maybe it'd just be bad like have more relational or emotional connections and then having a breakup because that was like kind of like going back and forth and i was like i would hate to make this decision during the summer or like right before i left to kenya so i i'll just thought like you know what let me just make this decision before i go over there and it was like a month before so it was still a little bit of time or a few months before but i made that decision and uh yeah so that was really hard for both of us mm-hmm. but um yeah for uh how long it, it had been the school year that you'd been dating so like nine months or so less so it was was like probably yeah it was a little bit yeah okay and so it was a couple months before i went back to minnesota Mm -hmm. that um i broke up with her okay um and then uh yeah so i think so it sounds like i that guy heard that we broke up and he like flew in because i saw a picture on facebook Mm -hmm. that and he was with like church like our friends at church and then she like liked the like a picture that he was in and i was like what is going on and it was weird because i broke up for her i broke up for her and i was like wait a minute like what what is this dude doing again and so there's like this like kind of like like sinful jealousy you know like even though i broke up for her you know what i mean like who who does this guy think he is coming trying to come back make it trying to make moves and um (laughs) (laughs) and so basically i planned my whole summer to not be in Connecticut because I was like, to I didn't avoid me to avoid her yeah. and, and avoid and hope. And I was like, dude, I don't know what I would do if I saw that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just be awkward. Yeah. But, um, basically long, like, uh, 
our trip got like um, delayed a month. Your trip to Africa. My trip, trip to, to Kenya, Kenya got delayed a month because not everybody uh, had raised the support. Mm. And so I didn't have anywhere to go for the last like month. So I was stuck in Connecticut. And then we just ran into each other in a, at a mutual friend's birthday. So because yeah, it was Buffalo like... Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Yes, we were there. And so like we were We both did not want to be there. Was it pretty awkward? Like, it was uh, awkward. Yeah. Because not, he would not stop following me. I... <laughs> That, it was very awkward. Me sound weird. It was, <laughs> I sat. I sat next to Spanish love song. That might have done me. In. You're weird. Worried about weirdness <laughs> now? Yeah, no, I love. <laughs> so he. So yeah. So we we showed up at this uh, at this birthday party, and um, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I'm so tired. I don't want to be here. You know. And I, but I almost thankfully, didn't really yeah, either, so. yeah. Thankfully, but, we were there. Yeah, and, we ended uh, up catching up, and it was actually like really cool, really yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, he made me laugh all night long. Yep. And mm-hmm. it was just this um, yep. comfort that I felt and just knowing, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh. It was cool. It was like going back to like our days of hanging out and then just like getting to know each other more yeah. type of thing. It was like, huh. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her about the guy and she said, you know, they, they were talking. They wasn't like. They weren't like back together, but that they, they were um, like talking. He was in communication, mm-hmm. and um, and she was like, you know, I'm actually going to go visit him, um, like in a f- in a few weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm leaving in a few weeks too. So, and then she was like, well, you know what? I would love to get like our friends together and have a going away party for you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember we had a conversation uh, somewhere in between then, and I remember telling her. I think it was over the phone. And uh, so the guy, he wasn't like a believer, but he was like kind of like a seeker, like he was interested. Um, and um, Which was interesting because I wouldn't give Josh the time of day. Yeah, but yeah. then I, I, you know, I... I never it, picked up it, on yeah, that. Huh. It's, it's, we got to talk now. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so she was, you know, she was going to... Um, go visit him and she like he paid for her tickets to go over there and so i remember telling me and her lily me and lily mm, to yep, go. Yeah, yeah so we were gonna go we were yep. thinking yeah he was offering well maybe we should just make it official maybe we should get married maybe we should and i'm thinking wow. oh my goodness like this guy who's a christian just broke my heart and mm-hmm. i so felt the love of jesus through him and the way he treated me was um and respected me was unlike any any guy and so i uh i was just like back and forth with this decision um Mm -hmm. of okay do i go with the seeker who genuinely seems interested in church but kind of has this um uh uh what is it jehovah witness background that he just can't let things go and then the the rock style kind of lifestyle Lifestyle, and then um thinking how am i going to maintain my christianity like my faith in god when he sometimes doesn't allow doesn't like the fact that i love god like it was literally laid out like that to me was i am jealous of your relationship with god and Mm. i don't like not getting what i want from you and I'm and I I'm used to getting what I want I get what I want when I want it because that's his lifestyle and so when I was um, you know always at church when when he would visit I would say I'm, go- I'm going to church I'm gonna go I'm well we have this service tonight and the, you know he didn't like that and so I, I was like okay here's a person that wants to be with me here's Josh that's mm-hmm. 
doesn't want to be with me yeah i would love to be with him i you know and single yeah. mom and i'm like okay what's it mm -hmm. yeah so basically i had a conversation with her and i was like basically i told her you know i don't i don't know if this guy's like you should be with this guy at yeah. all like even talking to him, i was like what kind of and i was coming from like more of a friend because yeah. I, I genuinely cared about her yeah. and so i just i was like man i don't like this guy how's he gonna spiritually lead you yeah you know and so i just told her like you know don't like this i don't think you should even entertain the idea anymore yeah. like he's not gonna be able to lead you mm -hmm. spiritually and so and it was interesting because i was already i was in community at the church um and uh, kind of held accountable in my relationship but that it it was um how do i say it just very interesting um, that it took Josh to really kind of say something very pointed to me. It was over the Like phone. you hadn't heard that. No, it was just like, do you really think this man is going to lead you? Even if you're not with me, but do you think this man is going to lead you? And, you know, spiritually and, um, you know, and it just like, it was like a light bulb in my head. Um, even though, you know, um, the woman who was uh, somewhat discipling me, you know, she tried talking to me about it, but it felt like everybody supported this relationship. And so I must... Maybe they were okay with they it. They were okay like, with it. They were, maybe, maybe yeah. or maybe it was just, it wasn't said. Yeah. They weren't okay with yeah. it. But um, so basically, we, at, a few days later, had a going away party. Mm -hmm. It was really sweet. Got to talk about um, just like what my expectations for the trip were and, um, and stuff. And... Uh, but at the end of the party, Erica came up to me and was like, hey, I'm not going. I'm not going to go visit him. Like I told him, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And so I was, was like. officially ended. It was just done. Yeah. Done. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like that took me by surprise. Like yeah. I didn't ex I didn't expect her to say that to me. And um, and so at that point, I think I only had like a week left before I, I was heading out. And so when she said that, I was like, I don't know why. It was just like. Uh, I was like, man, I need, this is my opportunity. I need to like ask her out on an official date. <laughs> and it was like, it was like everything out the window. Like forget everything I told myself about not going into a relation or being in a relationship in Kenya, this and that. It was like, I just needed it. So for me, it was like, oh man, this is, this is my opportunity again to like right my wrongs. I really like this, this, you know, this girl and I want to be like, I kind of want to be with her. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we went out on our first date first and date. it was, yeah, it was really, it's a ferry ride to Long Island. Yep. Um, yep. and it we was, just explored this little town yeah. in Long Island. Yeah. And it was cool. And then we just talked and we we're just like, basically it was like the start of Something kind of like new. our relationship. Like, all right, like, let's try to make this work, even though yeah. it might be really hard. And that was and two days before Josh took his flight out to that was a couple of days. Yeah, that was a couple of days. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, so that so was then, it. Then I didn't see him for 16 months mm -hmm. and we barely had contact. We Skyped occasionally. We were able to Skype <laughs> no, we at were. Yeah. different parts, depending on what part. Like there's, I mean, it was a crazy time. My internship, um, the town I was in um, had a... Uh, uh, a few churches bombed and so we had to leave we were staying with some missionaries but we had to leave because the as students they just didn't want us to be yeah. in that situation um so we were in basically uh 
went from Kenya to Tanzania. And in Tanzania, we were just in an area where it was just uh, on a mountain and there wasn't a lot of, there was no internet. And so that was mm-hmm. in the other town, we could like Skype and stuff because yeah. we can get internet. But in this town, it was like we couldn't. And so it was, yeah. it, was, it was like a few months of like, like an email here, like when we went into town and stuff. And we would send so, each other music. <laughs> yeah, music, yeah. We would just yeah. like send each other stuff. So it was, man, it was, a, it was a, but we made it. It was hard, but we made yeah. it like all the way through. And we ended up going back to the town and communication became more regular again. So we were able to, I was able to wake up at three in the morning, you know, and call her while she was like, you know, in the middle of the day yeah. in Connecticut. But yeah. And, and then Josh uh, asked me when he was in Connecticut, he asked me, can you, would you consider moving out to Minnesota and attending that college while I'm in Kenya? And I was a little upset that he would ask me to do such a thing because I was, I, I would have to leave everything behind and move to Minnesota. Um, If uh, where I was living, I was living in the projects. And so once you're gone, you're gone. You can't come back. And um, I, Mm. you know, even though I was in the projects, I mean, I liked my little my little home that Mm. me and my daughter made. And um, I was working for the church and I was somewhat on this, you know, apprenticeship type thing. And um and so I just felt like, why would you ask me to do such a thing? Things are working out here. Right. And um, I told him, no, I don't think that's for me. Like, I'll wait for you to come back. And I spent some time in prayer. And um, I just felt like the Lord was leading me there. Um, even though, like, I was, so I was a single mom. And I always wanted to go to Bible school. Like, <laughs> I wanted to learn more about the Bible. And, uh, and I thought, well, I... I I don't have that. I won't have that opportunity. And he reminded me, um, the Lord reminded me, this is, remember, you you wanted you wanted this. Remember that, Erica? And so uh, here's and an was, opportunity for me to, to, mm-hmm. to go. And Josh talking with the faculty, and they, they were expecting Lily and I, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, so I got to tell sweet. them, like, her story. And yeah. for it would be the one-year, pro- she did the one-year program. One year, yeah. So it was, it, in my mind, it was like, okay, uh, we got to do the first semester. She'll be by herself, make her own connections with people. And then when I come in, it wouldn't be like just her coming in and everybody knows me, but they don't know her. But uh, like she knew all the students there and I didn't know any of the students because I was yeah. away for right. so long. I so came in with a different class. Yeah. So, um. so, um, and then basically her second semester, we would finish together and yeah. she would have like a, a Bible a certificate, certificate and then I yeah. would be done. And then so. With his bachelor's. Yeah. So, yeah, we so ended we up being So, we graduated together. It was yep. a snowy yeah. day. In like May. May 5th. May 5th, yeah, 2013. It, it was nuts. <laughs> it was snowy. Yes. And, I remember um, that. That was. Hilly and I's first anniversary in Minnesota. Nice. Wow. And it snowed. Yes. <laughs> 2013. And I said, we had a spring wedding. What is it doing? It's snowing. Amazing. That is hilarious. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I remember like... that crazy May. Yeah. yeah. Well, Josh ended up um, proposing to me on the campus there in the barn because mm-hmm. it was snowing um, outside in the spring. He couldn't yeah. uh, propose. I was going to do a picnic. picnic. I love okay. picnics. And so yeah. he um, ended up doing, they have like a recording studio in this barn. Yeah. And so I just set up a picnic there. Yeah. Him and his so. um, fellow classmates. And so, mm-hmm. and then four months later, we, we got married in Connecticut um, mm-hmm. for Back Josh's. Family. Yeah, Josh's. Uh, Family, family, both of our family, mm-hmm. his family from Puerto Rico flew up, and it mm-hmm. was. Uh, but we uh, we day. already knew we were going to come back and be in Minnesota. 
So yes, and I struggled with that big time. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled with that so much um, coming back, and um, I would just ask Josh, "Why? Why are we here? We have like we have to start all over. We have family, we have friends. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants us to come back." We could plant a church there, you know, a gospel-centered church, you know, and mm-hmm. they need the gospel there, yeah. not, you know, the whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're we're here, yeah. and it yeah. took me a long time to grapple with that. That whole story, I mean, that's, that's, that's better than any, like, romantic comedy that, like, I've ever <laughs> seen, you know? Like, it, uh, I, it, it just... Uh, Sorry, it's, it's so, so long. long. No, 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 that is a, like, it's just a, a remarkable way that God worked and just the tensions, right? Like, I mean, the, the tension of like, you know, you um, are applying to a, a Bible school in Minnesota while on the other hand, like dealing with um, probation and court issue stuff mm-hmm. and the tension of like, uh, Erica, you're contemplating this uh, relationship with this guy, and then the guy who broke your heart is the one that gives you like the <laughs> the strongest mm-hmm. like exhortation <laughs> to really consider yes. what you're doing there, and uh, and it's just you know funny like just even as you're telling the story and as you're thinking about. Uh, or as you're prepping to go to Kenya and you guys are reconnecting with that week before, like in God's sovereignty that that whole trip gets suspended a month and mm-hmm. you're stuck in Connecticut mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Uh, and you know, everything inside of me is like, you've got to ask her out, man. You got to <laughs> ask her out, man. You gotta, like, like, you know, right. like, I was feeling like this inner turmoil. <laughs> man, if he gets on a flight and goes to Kenya without taking her on a date, like, I'm going to walk out of the room. You know? like, uh, like, it's just uh, it's such an amazing, uh, an amazing, yeah, amazing story and so encouraging. Like, because God is, is in all of those details like his spirit is so evidently um at work and uh the final question that that i have relationships are funny relationships are hard proverbs talks about the relationships between men and women particularly like that cultivating like romance and everything like it's it's a mystery Mm -hmm. that's why there's no like handbook for how to get a spouse and can be one of like the hardest issues like to counsel folks on because like the very first thing before the fall that God recognized was not good mm-hmm. was for man to be alone. Like we're mm-hmm. created for relationship yeah. and so many people in our church and, and even culturally like like loneliness is one of the, the biggest issues and then there's so many fears that people even in our church feel about am I going to get married? Like, is, is God going to provide a, a relationship for me? Or So throughout like the whole process that you've addressed, you know, the, the fears of being a, a single mother and what that meant for, uh, for finding a, a spouse, both the, you know, the call that you were feeling to missions. And then also, um, I don't know how much like your past uh, came into just how you were thinking about relationships, but throughout the whole process um, that God took you on with, mm-hmm. with your relationship, how would you say that, that Jesus became real to you through that whole process? Like what, what mm-hmm. are a couple of the things that you really feel like God taught you 
particularly in having to wait for for Josh, having to pursue Erica. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have any, uh, just like what would what would your encouragement be to to another brother or sister who's desiring to be married, desiring to have that kind of a relationship, and just feels like I don't know that it's going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, actually looking back, uh, so when I say a lot of God closing doors, like I was bitter at him. I think that first time God closed the door uh, with when I thought it was going to happen with me and Erica and we were going to be in a relationship, I think I was definitely bitter at him because of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it felt right though. I was like, why? This seems like it would be a good thing. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I could have, I should have trusted you, God, you know? And in the moment, it's so hard to see. Like, it's what is God doing in these different circumstances? And we don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. We only see like the, the, the very tip of the iceberg. And yet there's this just humongous chunk that, that we don't see that God is just working in. And I, I wish I would have known uh, just trusting him more in the process. And I'm still learning that, you know, just in life, just at things God really does have this. Uh, he has my life in his hands mm. and, and I'm still learning, uh, learning that. So I don't want to say like I learned it and, but man, looking back, I'm like, Oh my goodness, Jesus was in this, you know, and just his handprint. And it was, was, just evident and I think now if I had to say something to somebody I would say because uh, there's ways that I pursued Erica that I definitely would have done differently just in general all over like I was very indirect with how I said I liked her even like about to go to Kenya and so I think uh, it's this combination of trust and yet acting mm-hmm. like uh, like trusting in 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 the father that he's a good father he that that we're his children and he really does care for us and and is and is guiding us um even if we don't know the exact steps and but then sometimes it's like man we we kind of step out in in faith um so i think it's just it's really just like this just in the process of that i think just trusting him really trusting him and really just even if we have to kind of tell ourselves like man this is going to work out I don't know how God, I don't know how this is going to work out with whether it's a specific person in mind or, or just in general, like just really knowing that and, and seeing that in scripture, like God cares for us, yeah. you know? So that's something I would, I would say is, is trust Jesus. Don't trust your circumstances. Don't just trust your, your feelings on a situation. Um, uh, do your best to 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 follow Jesus in 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 a situation, but ultimately, even if you feel like you're you're failing or or whatever, like have people around you and and you know trust him. Yeah. So and now obviously that piece of just having people around is is definitely important because it's like safeguards like okay what does this person think about this what does this person think about this mm-hmm. and um and yet i think that's the probably the uh yeah. biggest thing because it's like our hearts are so 
prone to just deceive us. Yeah. So that's so good. I mean, uh, it's just so true in life that for every door that God has closed, like in the moment, I think I certainly have felt it. You guys have felt it. We've all felt it when it's like the opportunity we were really looking forward to or what we were really expecting to happen and God didn't allow mm-hmm. it to happen. And in the moment, feels like, oh God, like what do you, why, why do you hate me? Like why, mm-hmm. why are you abandoning me? Why are you leaving me yeah. alone? But then uh, looking back on my life, um, for every one of those opportunities that like God closed the door on now, I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I see his wisdom, right. you know, and it's like, man, God, had you have allowed that opportunity, mm-hmm. like I would not be where I am right now mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. with my wife, with my kids, like with, with the church family that I'm part of. Like, mm-hmm. like I, um, and it, it you know, it, it just, uh, yeah, seeing his goodness, seeing his wisdom, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah. you, you articulated it really well. Just kind of to piggyback off that, one way I see like looking at our lives, like um, it's been such a blessing to to uh, be like a father to Lily. Mm. And I've looked back and I thought like if L- Erica didn't have Lily, I wouldn't be with her right now. Mm. Like the fact that uh, Erica had a daughter kind of made her harder for like just, I don't know if this would have happened or not, but just to, for her to go somewhere else and be with somebody, you know, like Portugal or any, or yeah. just any relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like that was such a grace where it was like, God had a plan, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's bigger than just me, but you know what I mean? Like that was a little piece of it is like, yeah. you know, you're going to have a daughter and, uh, and there's going to be a million awesome reasons why you have her. But one of the reasons is that, you're gonna you know be with this guy and it just the circumstances around that you know what i mean and so just looking like oh man yeah god that i i see that like it's so cool and then i you know it's for me it's a blessing for me and for us so yeah so lily if you're listening there's a million reasons that we love you and thank god for you yes yes amen to that um for me uh can you can you just yeah just two point two parts yeah of how uh, how Jesus became more real to you yeah. throughout the whole story of of your your dating your relationship with, with Josh um, and then uh, any encouragement or or comfort or counsel that you'd offer to perhaps another young woman um, that is so desiring to be married but just feels like God's not going to answer that prayer. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think uh, during that time, during the time of Josh and I dating and, and before that, um, that idea of being single, being a single mom, maybe this is the only child I'll ever have and thank God that that's so, you know, but I, I really struggle with the thought of, well, am I going to be single forever? Is that your plan for me? Um, the relationship that I was in was very off and on. And um, then with Josh, it just abruptly stopped. And uh, so um, I think the Lord really wanted me to 
examine my my life and, and take some time to do that and um, press in more to this relationship that I have with him. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like Jesus really um, became more real to me and said, hey, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. What you're searching for, the love that you're searching for is in me and I want you to find that love, know that love, trust that love, live for this love before that love, (laughs) before marriage, if that is to come your way, know me, know me more. And um, I felt like he was saying, I, you know, he, he knew me, but wanted, wants me to know, like he just, I felt like he was inviting me into relationship with him. And so that my mind shouldn't be so much elsewhere and, and, and making plans and thinking of how I can meet people and such and such. And so um, I remember uh, a life group that I was a part of, um, the leader of of the life group, she had said, uh, she had told the story of Ruth and um, how it impacted her when she was single. And I kind of took that as my own. And what she shared was um, that Boaz noticed Ruth working in the field and um, Ruth was busy at work in the field. And so that's what really stayed with me was that no matter what, single or not, I am going to be working in the field. I am going to be um, working for God's kingdom. And that's where, that's it. Like, that's it for me. And if marriage comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I do know that my husband the one who notices me working in the field is going to say that is my wife, mm. and I had to trust that. Um, I, I know I don't. I, I'm not, you know, saying um, you know uh, we have to work for our salvation or work, you know, for our faith in Jesus. It's it it's given to us by Him. But what I'm saying is, um, I wanted to make my hands busy at work with what the Lord put me put before me, which was my daughter, yeah. and she is my first disciple. That is my child, and um, I needed to take that very seriously, um, as well as the relationships around me, my friends, my family, mm-hmm. and most importantly, my relationship with Jesus. And so I, I wanted to kind of get those things in order, and um, the Lord gave me time. Uh, he showed me I had. You have more time than what you think you have. Open up the Word. Um, put some worship music on. Pray. Pray to me. I want to hear you. And so I, I started to cultivate a deeper relationship with Jesus instead of fixating my mind on what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I already had all that I needed, and so I just needed to to my my. My brain needed to catch up with my heart, or my heart needed to catch up with my brain. Something. It, it just. Uh, I needed to come to terms with that. Yeah. And so. Um, so yeah, if I uh, could say anything to someone right now who is who wants to be married or is wondering, will I ever be married? I'd say, keep surrendering your life to Jesus, um, mm-hmm. because in Him is where you you're going to find your greatest joy. No man, no woman can bring this joy that Jesus brings. And so you keep trusting in Him and you keep um, reading the Word and keep falling more and more in love with your Savior. 
and less and less you'll start you'll, you'll stop looking to all the other little things and I'm, I'm not downplaying marriage marriage is amazing and it's awesome but um jesus is better right yeah. jesus is so much mm-hmm. better than anything this world has to give and uh, sometimes i like to tell myself it's the treasure over the trinkets and like mm-hmm. i'm not saying marriages is are the trinkets or mm-hmm. little children aren't tri- you know they're not trinkets but i'm yeah. just saying mm-hmm. we we just need to love that treasure that we already have in our hearts yeah. and and if you don't have it get that treasure you know but mm-hmm. you know he is our he's our greatest joy um so mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's really good and just grounding all that like in the the character of god that like, he yes. he promises to be faithful and that he honors faithfulness and he's he's the good father and yes. even we get that as mm-hmm. parents like we um we love to see like our children's faithfulness and, mm. and love for us like we love them like their you know their their lack of faithfulness like yeah as, as best as we're able like even when they're unfaithful we still are faithful to be mm-hmm. their parents like we mm-hmm. know. uh but at the same time too like we um we also recognize like what our children's desires are mm-hmm. yeah we want to mm-hmm. help them to delight mm-hmm. uh, ultimately and it's delighting in our goodness to them as an extension of god's goodness to us but mm-hmm. the point being that god is faithful and he sees our mm-hmm. hearts he mm-hmm. sees our desires yes and when our concentration is on being faithful to him trusting him loving him yes. just like you're saying that we can also trust that like he he knows what we want he knows like yes. and it's like the the desire to be in relationship as like, a good as a good God-given yes. desire, yeah. and so that we can trust that, uh, and bringing the two things together, even with what you've been saying, Josh, that like in His perfect timing, mm-hmm. like it's He's going to work all things out, and when He does, mm-hmm. we're going to look back on every mm-hmm. relationship that didn't work out, mm-hmm. and uh, and every opportunity that, that passed, and say, "Yeah, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is so much better." so much better than mm-hmm. I would have asked or imagined. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, this has been so enjoyable and so rich. <laughs> and I, uh, I keep talking with you guys for another <laughs> few hours, but it's, uh, it's late and we've got young children that are going to be up nice yeah. and early yeah. uh, tomorrow. Um, but I'm so grateful uh, for you guys, for God bringing you to to Minnesota and, uh, to be part of City's Church and for uh, the way that he's using you within our within our congregation and um, grateful for you taking the time to sit down with me here and uh, and share your story with us. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gospel Stories. Gospel Stories is a production of Cities Church. You can learn more about Cities Church and find all kinds of great resources by visiting citieschurch.com. We'll be back soon with another story of a Cities Church member's experience of God's extraordinary grace. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that the next episode automatically shows up in your feed. If you were encouraged by this episode, please leave us a review, or better yet, 
Give it a share so that more people can hear about the work of Jesus in the life of his people. A very special thanks to Sarah Groves for our theme music. If you haven't listened to Sarah Groves' music, definitely check her out. And finally, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please head on over to cityschurch.com stories to find our submission form. Thanks so much for tuning in. You'll hear from us again soon. Just